everyone! Welcome to issue 107 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions The Card Game, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled as villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Peter Schumacher, and joining me tonight is Steve. Hi, Peter. Daniel. Hello, welcome. Thanks for coming. And Mike. It's a pleasure to be here, Peter. It is a pleasure for me as well. All right. So yes, of course, everyone, that is a new voice. Peter Schumacher, you're in the interrogation seat now. That I am. Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. <laughs> so let, let's just jump right into it. Who are you? <laughs> well, as as I mentioned before, I am Peter. I'm the marketing writer for Fantasy Flight Games, and I've been with FFG for three and a half years now. Uh, I am a lifelong gamer and a self-proclaimed and very proud nerd. See, he, he gives his own intro way better than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, pleasure to have you here. We like to grab some people from behind the scenes, and we haven't had anyone from marketing yet, so I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I am happy to be here as well. Uh, this is a new opportunity, and honestly, I just love interacting with the community, and I miss it. It's been way too long since I've been able to talk with people <laughs> outside of the studio. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Peter, when you say you're the marketing writer, that means we would know your work mostly from like the front page, right, of the Fantasy Flight website? Correct. Whenever you articles at, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you look at the homepage and you see an announcement article for an upcoming product, that's me. That I'm the one who wrote it. Oh my goodness. And you write all of those for, for all the games. Yes. Whoa. Well, you better know these games pretty well, sir. Yeah. I've had to get to know them pretty well. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't say that I'm an expert on every one of FFG's games, but I certainly do my research for the ones I haven't played and I try to play as many of them as I can. No, that's great. If you only knew how many times I refreshed the front page to see your work, sir. <laughs> well, I'm glad Absolutely. that it's something worth anticipating. <laughs> All right. So how did you find yourself in the gaming industry or at FFG? Well, this one is a little bit of a story. So strap in. Woo! All right. So uh, to be completely honest, being in the gaming ind gaming industry is a bit of a dream come true for me. I've been... You know, I've been into board games, video games, making like, you know, simple little board games on pen and paper and, you know, D&D &D and all that since I was really young. And I never would have imagined I'd have an opportunity to work with a company like FFG. And it was to the point where it was so far off my radar that I ended up double majoring in English and geology while I was in college. You know, two, two things that had nothing to do with board games whatsoever. Time passed. I graduated, and the geology degree got me a contract position with 3M here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. And, you know, that was a good job, but the contract was only for a year, and when it expired, I had to go back to job hunting. And during that period of job hunting, I saw a position for organized play coordinator at Asmodee, you know, the company that currently owns FFG. And I had some experience running events in college, and the position seemed to call for, for some writing skills, which, you know, I had an English major, so I thought... It's a good. It's too good of an opportunity to pass up. You know why not? Why not try for it? Because you know it's a position in the gaming industry, something I would have loved to do. So why not? I applied, and a couple weeks later, 
I got a call for an interview, and not long after that, I got an offer for the job. And I still remember jumping up and down quite a bit when I got that phone call. <laughs> now, three and a half years later, I can still hardly believe it at times. I honestly feel so lucky to be able to work in a place like this just because, yeah, I, I tell people that I work for a board game company for a living, and they're like, wait, really? And I'm like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people have to do that. Do they do they ask if there are geology based board games at FFG? Uh, nobody has ever asked me that. Um, I have encountered a geology board game, like a single geology board game that was made uh, by somebody local to the Twin Cities. But that that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> so you... well, there's like terraforming Mars. That's kind of geology, right? A little bit. I haven't actually played that one yet. But... Me neither. <laughs> what about neither. the Super Motherload? Kind of, sort of. I'm not sure I've heard of that one. Oh, it's you're mining a planet for gems and well, then and yeah, geology. that would be geology based. <laughs> so, Peter, you said you were hired as the organized play coordinator, right? Correct. Okay, and so I'm guessing the last two years that's been a struggle um, to get that off the ground. So, when did you move to the marketing writer, or were you both of them at the same time? Uh, well, for a while, I was both of them at the same time. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys remember Evan Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was a member of FFG for a long time. And he was the one who was, who you could say was the previous person within the marketing writing position. Well, he left early in 2021 and we needed somebody to kind of take over the role. So I started filling in until, you know, we were, because with the original plan was we were going to hire somebody new to take his place. And then we were going to hand those duties back off to that person. But I was enjoying writing quite a bit, and eventually it got to the point where I just became the marketing writer. <laughs> and uh, I, I was officially like promoted to the marketing writer position in October, I believe, but I was the one doing all the articles prior to that. So pretty much, okay. since, pretty much since Evan left, I had been doing all the articles. So you said you've only been there like three and a half years, so we can't ask you what your five-year art piece is yet. Yeah, unfortunately, no, because I don't have one yet. What game would you love to see it in? What Or what universe? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I keep, I'm like, I, I keep pushing that off. It's like, that's a thing I can, you know, decide, I can decide <laughs> on later, right? Um, yeah, I guess you write for all of them, so you have a lot of children to choose between. I know, right? And they all have such different art styles and like different appeals. And yeah, I honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I'll, 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 I'll get back to you on that. You know, ask me again when I actually have a five-year art piece. Couple years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So you said you declared in your preamble that you are a a nerd. Mm -hmm. Do you you play a lot of these games that you write about? I do as much as I as much as I can. Obviously, some of the games require a larger player count than one or two, so those are a little bit more limited in this era of COVID. But uh, right. for the especially for the co-op games, like as many of them as I can, I play. Like my wife is a gamer too, so we awesome. we oh, will nice. sit down and we'll play as you know play them occasionally. Like maybe we'll go to the game center or sorry, the game center it is called now. Um, and we'll play that, we'll play a game there, or we'll just play it at home. And yeah, there's... The community has affectionately called it FFC now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, but it is technically not FFG anymore, so we can't yeah. call it that. Right. But you're welcome to. <laughs> um, Peter, you are you working remote? I am. I do. I do. Okay. I work from home. So I'm still in Minnesota. I just work from home. Right, right, right. Yeah. So talk about your process of uh, whipping up one of these um, front page articles for us. What? How do you dive in? How do you do? You have like a format you like to follow? Do you have a sort of a disciplined structure you do, or what's your process? Uh, well, honestly, the my personal process is if it's a game that I am familiar with, then I will just read up as much as I can on the whatever the new product for that game is. I try to I. I don't like to write about something that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I want so I want to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. I want to find out like what it what is it that is exciting about this new product. And if it's for a game that I know really well, usually I can tell what's exciting just from reading it because I've played the game, I know what's exciting about that game. But if it's a game that I'm less familiar with, then I might reach out to one of the designers and get some in insight from them on what they think are some of the exciting points and then go from there. And then I like my main process is really just pick the main quote unquote selling points of a particular product and, you know, sell sell the readers on them. Like tell tell them why this is exciting, why they should be excited and you know, try to get everybody hyped up by reading it. Well, it always works on me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it, it, it's fascinating to watch the differences too, because so much was hidden back in the Mad Titan Shadow days. And then to open up that Sinister Motives article where you, you basically talk about the first four scenarios. Mm -hmm. It was like, what? What? <laughs> you you must have a lot of fun not saying things. Do you chuckle to yourself? <laughs> Yeah, I there is a delicate dance of, you know, revealing revealing enough but not revealing everything at once. So, yeah, it is definitely yeah. it, it is definitely something where and but it's funny you bring up sinister motives. That's actually one of the articles I'm most proud of. Oh yeah. I mean and and mostly because uh Spider-Man is my favorite superhero and all oh. things related to Spider-Man are tend to rank pretty high for me in just in Marvel everything. So, uh, being having an entire expansion dedicated to Spider-Man villains and Spider-Man related characters, obviously, I had to I had to go full geek out mode when I was writing it, and so I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely went all out on you know, the hype on that one. So, did you delve into the comics for inspiration, or was it like more chatting with developers and, and that side of things? Well, Marvel Champions is actually one of the games I know the best of, you know, of FFG's catalog. Like, so it is, it is the game that I know really well. And so I, 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 I like, I know how to play it. I know I have played it a lot and knowing what is exciting about this game comes pretty naturally to me. So I will oftentimes frame my, the articles that I write for it based off of that. And with this being Spider-Man related, I had some extra excitement because, like I said, I love Spider-Man. And so I wanted to really push for people just why this particular box is exciting. Also, it's just, it's really cool. You know, they're, they're trying a bunch of new things with it. They've got you know, Gwen and Miles as the heroes, which I love both of them. And a lot of people love both of them. So, sure. I'm pretty psyched for those heroes. 
So for an article like Sinister Motives, do you get to pick the cards that get spoiled or is like the developers giving you the cards? That seems like it could be a fun thing if you're sifting through and deciding what what gets to be put in the article. Uh, It's mostly my choice, Um, but I will run it by the designers uh, just to make sure that they're okay with me spoiling a particular card in the article. Um, And more often than not, they're they're pretty okay with what I choose. Every now and then they'll catch one that I didn't realize was in like, for example, a reprint. Um, and which, you know, if that's, if that's a, a card that was in a previous product, obviously they don't want, you know, to showcase that in an sure. article sure. showing off new stuff. Um, but, and every now and then there'll be something that they want to save for like a spoiler closer to the actual product's release. So like the one I have for you today. Oh, that's what? awesome. What? Oh, what? Okay. We're going to segue right there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear sir, do you have anything you would like to show us today? I do. I'm going to give it to Steve so that he can uh, show it to you guys. I liked I liked Peter's segue into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Steve. Ooh, all right. Can you see it? I see it. Yep. I'm now the game of telephone. It. He's going to give us like a his kid's yeah. drawing up. Oh, box. it's just Rhino 2. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Uh, in the right <laughs> yeah, make sure it's the right one. Okay, dope. <laughs> there yep. we go. Let's see. Oh boy! What? Oh boy! A what? villain! A villain card! It is did indeed you, a villain you just, card. Did you just give us the spoiler that we've all been waiting for? I might have. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, uh, you guys oh. are critical encounters. You're all about the villains. I figured we figured oh, it was my only goodness. it was only appropriate. To let you guys be the ones that spoil the fifth villain of the Sinister Motives box. Oh, oh my you. god! You uh, know what? Daniel, I think it's too good. We should probably just hold it. Yeah, yeah. I think what we have to do is I'll read some, Mike. You read some, and Daniel, or you read some. What do you think? Okay, Can we do that. Can we all spoil sure. it? Together? Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh my I'm, goodness! I'm, I'm going to start. So this is Venom Goblin One. Venom Goblin. So this is Goblin who is taken over by Venom. That's awesome. Uh, he has a two scheme, a two attack, the goblin, and the symbiote trait. And I will stop there. Oh he's, my gosh, he's steady. Take it away, Mike. Oh, really? That's it. <laughs> you, can, you can also tell him he has sixteen hit points for flare. Sixteen, okay. Infest the city. Okay, I love. By the way, I love it when they name the abilities. Infest the city. Forced response. This triggers whenever he schemes or attacks. After Venom Goblin activates against you, move the glider counter to the main scheme with the least threat. Choose to either place two threat on that scheme or resolve its special ability. Oh my goodness. Oh, what's not there is so exciting. Yes. There's going to be schemes with special abilities that do things, and Goblin, Venom Goblin is running around. And a glider counter. things. Well, and it says the main scheme with the least threat, suggesting there's more than one main scheme. Yes. Um, Peter, this wow. is so exciting. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. I, I was just enjoying listening to you guys speculate. You know, I know what the scenario is. <laughs> <laughs> the art on it is really great, too. I like the colors. and It oh, is beautiful. beautiful. It's it is just beautiful. So, of course, we're going to post this. and Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll share it where we need to share it, folks. So Goblin oh, and wow. Symbiote traded. Now, now I, my mind is going. Oh yeah. So I, <laughs> I 
That's the only card I have for you, but I have a little bit of information about his scenario if you want to hear it. Nah. Nah, sure. forget it. <laughs> don't vote. I was outvoted. It's fine. No, let's hear it. Oh, that'd be great. All right. Uh, so as, as you said, this is Venom Goblin, the fifth and final villain of the Sinister Motives box. He is tough as nails and is honestly the perfect capstone for the, for the expansions campaign. I'll let you interpret that how, as you will. Uh, his scenario involves him flying around to different parts of New York City, infesting it with symbiotes and turning citizens into symbiotic monstrosities. And as you, oh. and as you mentioned on his card, part of the scenario's mechanics involves moving a glider counter around multiple main schemes. And each main scheme represents a different part of New York. If you let too, and if you let too much of the city get infested, it's game over. Oh, that is so street level Spider Man, which we know from previous talks is what they wanted to hit with this box. Absolutely. Oh, nailed, nailed it! If this is like a map, you know, like yeah, a map yeah. of New York. Oh my goodness! Like uh, uptown and Greenwich Village and. Whatever right. else is in New York, Manhattan. I guess it's all Manhattan. <laughs> Whatever else, well, else in New York, who cares? Nope, nope. New York is just those, those two places. Nowhere else. Just yeah. those two, well, if there's an uptown, there's probably a. Yeah. Steve, Steve, where do you live again? I always forget. Uh, upstate New York. Okay, okay, yeah. We're not getting infested <laughs> by venom goblins. Aren't you? Yet. Aren't you guys forced to like know everything about the city? Yeah. Well, yeah. Usually. <laughs> one I I hope there's a card in there that pulls out symbiotes from the deck only because I want to see uh, uh, the other hero vent hero vent yeah. symbiotes come out. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were too good. Well, this looks so exciting, Peter. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. You're very welcome. I'm. It brings me joy to see, to hear how excited you guys are for it. Oh, oh that's that is fantastic, fantastic stuff. I, I don't even know where we go after this now. <laughs> My uh, God, I'm just excited to have the pack. So, <laughs> I am very psyched for this box. Yeah. Okay. Let's let us segue with that, Peter. With that image in your mind, Venom Goblin. Which hero do you in, envision him beating the snot out of? What gives you the biggest smile on your face? Well, just mm-hmm. from a just from a nostalgia fueled perspective. I mean, obviously, it'd be Spider Man. Just because... Which one? Uh, well, okay, fair enough. The OG? That's a, that's a fair question. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Uh, because that is the Spider-Man I grew up with. That is the one who is my favorite superhero. Uh, and, come on, it's Green Goblin and Venom combined. Two of his, two of his biggest <laughs> nemeses, two of his biggest recurring rivals, like, combined into one terrifying, you know, formidable foe. It's just, it's, it's too fitting. And... And you can bet when I play this box when it comes out, I'm going to be playing it as probably as Peter Parker first, and then I'll probably go through it again as Gwen, and then again as Miles. <laughs> yeah. Can all three like? Can you have a three player game where we're playing all of them? I mean, you totally could. Can, right? I that might be a lot for one person to handle, but I'm sure my wife would help me out for part of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the three of us. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. This comes out. Yeah. But yeah. This oh this is this is so exciting. <laughs> but non theme aside, what hero do you hate the most? Just be honest. According to Daniel, there's one right answer. There That's, is only a right answer, Peter. But let's say in the game, let's talk about in the game. In the game, the okay, okay. In the that game. fine in the game. A hero that I don't like the most in the game. Um, honestly, the... and it doesn't have to be mechanics. Just you know, 
Maybe you don't like something. the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't like his arrogance. Well, I have a feeling that tower of his. I have a feeling that the that the correct answer rhymes with Proctor Rain. What just happened? Please tell me nobody kissed me. So were you gonna? Were you? So your least favorite is Tony. Totally. Really. He doesn't like Tony Stark because he doesn't like Tony Stark. It's nothing to do with the game, really. It's just Iron Man. Is his? Yeah. He's a pretty big jerk, even in the comics. Well, I'm afraid that my that my, I'm afraid that 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 I would get the answer wrong then because I actually enjoy playing as Iron Man quite a bit in the game. Um, I, I do too, but you know Daniel's got it out for the guy, so fair enough. It's it's one of my many problems, <laughs> one of my many hangups. Uh, from a thematic perspective, I do think it's fun to watch Thor get the snot kicked out of him, just because you know. He's a god. He's a bit of a meathead. It's just always there's always just some slapstick enjoyment to be had about him getting you know smacked around by some sort of superpowered force. And in this game, that happens a lot. It does. So you must be <laughs> delighted all the time you play Thor. Yeah. Plus, you Sometimes know, it happens in two rounds, right, Daniel? Oh, it can. <laughs> yeah. Plus, Ooh. I'm always a I'm always a sucker for Norse mythology, so I I I, I enjoy that aesthetic to him as well. Even when he's not getting this not kicked out of him. Nice. So, do you? Ha- you said you play this game a lot. Do you have a particular villain or modular set combo you enjoy playing? Uh, I actually gave this this one a lot of thought, and uh, my answer might not be one. Might not be quite what you would expect. So, one villain and modular set combo that I actually do enjoy quite a bit is Rhino in his most basic tutorial setup. And the oh. reason, for, sorry, what was that? I think we were we were just surprised you were going to say bomb scare with him. So, well, the reason for that is because of something that is actually not quite to do with the game itself, and that's because I have taught a lot of people how to play this game, and whenever I teach somebody new how to play, it I always teach them using the Rhino scenario in in its default setup, and walking people through the different steps of the hero and villain faces and then watching their faces light up when they pull off some sort of awesome combo is something that I get like a, <laughs> it's, it's like I get a, you know, like I just get a thrill from it. I just, I, I love seeing the smiles. I love seeing them having fun and enjoying the game and wanting to go pick it up and, and, you know, try out the different things themselves. And so I associate Rhino with that. Now I would not say he's my favorite scenario in the game, I honestly think Hella might take that particular that particular mantle just because I love that from a thematic perspective. Uh, and Sinister Motives, I'm sure, is going to have some contenders for the top spot once it comes out. But in terms of like like sentimental value, I really like Rhino because of that. Yeah, that's a great reason. It makes uh, a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah. Just a quick aside, did you ever play the Lord of the Rings living card game? I have played it, yeah. It just just curious because Hella reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, I haven't played that one as much, but uh, but I have played it before, and uh, it is another one that I also enjoy. Yeah, like Mike said, the Hella has the whole you're progressing sort of like Lord of the Rings. Hella is a great scenario. It's got a cool design too, so I think that's a that's an and excellent again, pick as well. And again, I am a sucker for Norse mythology, and that that scenario is basically taking a whirlwind tour through some oh yes some, some high high end Norse mythology locations. And characters, yeah. And characters. Yep. So staying on this thread, do you have a favorite Nemesis set? 
that you like that you think is, you know, just hits it right on the head there? The funny thing is I have actually encountered Shadow of the Past very few times in all the times I've played this game. I don't know if it's just luck or what, but I rarely ever actually get the nemesis put in play whenever I play the game. Some sort of FFG curse, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But from a thematic perspective, I actually really like how Gamora and Nebula are each other's nemeses. Oh, yeah. I think it very perfectly represents how much the the two of them butt heads as siblings do. And it's also just, you know, it's it's a unique gimmick for the two of them because they're both heroes, they're both allies in each other's decks, and they're both each other's nemeses. So it's just like it's it's like a it's like a violent little dance that they're constantly doing. Yeah, they're fun. And Gamora can punch herself in the face. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> um I so earlier you said you were part you used to be part of open play and maybe have some to deal with that now. Can organized we expect play, yeah. organized play? Okay. Can we expect any sort of new um, experiences for that as, as things start to open back up or as the, you know, things roll forward? Can we expect more of that for Marvel? We've gotten a few of those packs along the way. Is there more on the horizon? Uh, what I can say to this is that we're always working on what we can for open play and organized play for all of our games. And as soon as there is anything new, we'll, of course, inform everybody through our website and social media channels. I will probably be the one writing the article about it. Cool. Um, but I, I, that's all I can say about it right now, I'm afraid. Okay. All right. Well, that gives me some hope that you know, we'll, we'll, get some, we'll get some of that again. Because we really, I think the community really likes that stuff. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Can I just ask a general question? that Because we never have marketing guys on the show. What is marketing and ffg is it like everything from organized play to writing to live streams to everything we see or is it yes okay so it's 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 the public face like everything yeah pretty much pretty much anything that the public sees aside from the literal product itself is in some way tied to marketing that's a massive job it is (laughs) it's great though Um, (laughs) and a lot of outlets yeah, it, it's it's very fulfilling as well. I mean, obviously, it's not all me. Gosh, no, that would that would be I, I would be some sort of god if that was the case. Um, no, it, it's it's a team effort. Uh, I I'm the one who's doing all the article writing, but we've got other folks who are helping with the social media aspect. And then uh, you've probably seen Josh Massey on the live streams before. Yes. Um, so yeah, like they're like it's it's a big team effort. Uh, a lot of we all wear a lot of hats, but. Uh, Bringing, bringing the information to everybody and get, watching everybody get excited is, for me at least, part, makes it all worth it, worth it. Now, you said this is a really big job, which makes me think of a question that we've asked most of the FFG folks that have been on. So what part of your big, massive job here, Peter, would you love to have some evil minions do for you? <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, I do love my job. So it's it's actually a hard question to answer because... I, there are a lot. There are a lot of things where, like, I don't think any the evil minions would do it as well. And so, oh, no, you get to command them. I, I know, but if I have to command them to do every little thing a certain way, I might as well yeah. do it myself. Just one thing. Um, if there was, if there was one thing that it would be nice to have the minions do, it would be to help me with the research for products during busy seasons. Because when, especially especially in times of the year when there's a lot of articles coming up. Uh, it can it can get to be a lot to keep track of at a time, and so having somebody to take notes 
and just like present those notes in a concise manner would be great. Oh, um, it sounds like you need a Ultron drone hive mind set of minions that can re- relate all that information back to you. That'd be great. Oh, Steve so nice. will hook you up after the show. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some of those out back. I know yeah, a guy so, who knows a guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would totally take you up on that. <laughs> Busy seasons. I mean, to us, for what I know about the gaming industry, I, I see you know the lead up to Christmas, the lead up to some of the big conventions. Is that pretty much what it is, or is it kind of randomly interspersed throughout the year? Uh, it kind of varies, uh, especially with the past couple of years with COVID having thrown wrenches into everything. Yeah. It it's. Well, what used to be busy season is no longer busy, and what used to be lull season is now suddenly very busy. And then there are the parts that were always busy are still busy. It's yeah, it, it's kind of a year by year basis. I would I would say, obviously, the holiday season is busy for every company, but the rest of the year, it it honestly just varies. The live streams are we? Are there any plans to do more FFG live streams in the future? Yes, and I. And I can say that live streaming is back, and we're planning to do around two streams a month. Oh, nice. Oh, oh all right. Yeah. Those and, always generate a lot of fun chatter on the forums. Yeah, and, you know, it's been something we've been looking forward to bringing back as well. Yeah, recently saw Josh Massey and a couple guys do the revised core for Lord of the Rings and things like that. They had some of the, the new decks, so it would be great to see some Marvel on the table next, um, or any of the games, really. Mm-hmm. And it'll it'll obviously vary on a month-to-month basis on what games are showcased, but you can look forward to seeing them again, at least. That's exciting. So, legit, your wife plays a lot of co-op games with you? Yeah, uh, she also likes to play the competitive ones, I mean, because she likes to win. Um, but she will play, like, she'll play Marvel with me. We've played Arkham together. Uh, we just recently played Descent for the first time, and she and she loved it. But yeah, like, she's... As much of a gamer as I am, just, you know, sometimes in different ways. Nice. And my wife will play Arkham with me, but she doesn't appreciate the other games as much as I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> you are lucky. Make Daniel jealous. Well, the fact that she plays Arkham with you is still good, though. Oh, it's fantastic. And I, I love MJ's comment, you know, couples who slay together stay together. That is nice. very true. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite game to play with your wife? My favorite game to play with my wife, well, for FFG, it would be Marvel, honestly, just because I'm a I'm a big sucker for superheroes, and I I also tend to prefer co-op games, just because I I don't know I've just always been more of a co-op fan rather than competitive. I get it, I get it, because it's it's fun sitting there strategizing with someone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Plus, then you win and lose together, and nobody yep. is salty. But you say she likes to win, so when she beats you, what's the game she's beating you at the most? Um, that would probably be Pixel Tactics. For have you have oh you guys heard goodness. that one? I have. I get my butt kicked in that a lot. Yeah, I don't think I've ever beaten her in that game. Or if I have, it's been like once or twice. <laughs> well, I, th- I think we did it, eh? Yeah, it seems, seems good? fast. Oh, yeah, we sort of moved through it so quickly. Yeah, sorry if I sorry if I came too prepared. No, 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 no. Like, no, like no this, is like, this is this is longer than our normal issue. This is great. Oh yeah, it's yeah. great. We learned we learned a lot. Well, Peter, thank you again for coming on the show. It was thank a pleasure you for to having talk to me. You. This was a lot of fun. Your articles are great. They they make my day every time I go onto FFG's website, and there's a new one. And it makes I read them all. Even the games I don't play, I read them all. Well, it makes my day to so, hear that. Thank you. 
I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. Beautiful writing. Great stuff. I, I think we, we could all uh, stand to have more articles out there from you because they are very enjoyable and they, they're very exciting to read. So uh, don't ever think there's too many out there. We'll, we'll eat them up. So well, that, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> We're every hungry, ever hungry. Yes. <laughs> well, you guys have a venom goblin to digest for a little bit. So, oh, that is so yes, good. we do. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, for that. Do you have anything else you want to add, Peter? Anything that we didn't ask that you wanted to talk about, or uh, let me scan through the questions. You know, not not your chance. <laughs> um, nope. I I think we we really wow we really did burn through all the questions really fast, didn't we? We did. Oh, I'm just yeah. gonna stare at this artwork for a while. Yeah. Well, this was commissioned too. Oh my. Wow. Peter, thanks for coming on. It's been great. Happy to have you. If you ever want to come back, or if somebody else you know there at FFG wants to come on the show, we're happy to have anybody on. Sit down and talk some Marvel Champion. Sounds good. Okay, Mike, how do the folks get a hold of us? Hey, folks. Do you have a picture for us that combines just as nicely as Venom and Peanut Butter? Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And in Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Armadillo, take us out. Turn myself in? Again? No way. You look like this. You don't get a fair shake nowhere.